0: Welcome to Dish the Dirt, a light-hearted and fun podcast about Australian flower growers, their stories, knowledge, and insights into the industry. I'm your host Rebecca, and each week I speak to a different farmer and get them to dish the dirt. Dish the Dirt acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which we work and live, and recognise their continuing connection to land, water, and community. We pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Hi, welcome to another week of Dish the Dirt. I have how many more episodes to go? So next week we have just a normal episode and then the week after we've got our Christmas special and that is the end of the season. Then we'll start in the new year with season which is going to be really exciting more people to come when I actually get around to recording them. Sorry for anyone who I have made appointments with and not got there. It's really been a hectic month now that COVID has been eradicated from Victoria. Things have gone crazy. Anyway, today I speak to Petrina from Petrina Blooms who grows flowers in beautiful Ivanhoe. She handpicks beautiful flowers for all occasions and is an avid supporter of local and seasonal flowers and our Australian flower industry. Petrina is such a joyful person and I really need to get to your garden ASAP. I will be there soon for a gin. Um, It was lovely to speak to you and I hope everyone enjoys this episode. Let's get into it. How are you anyway? Yeah, really
1: good. Really good. Thanks, Beth. Um, Had an interesting day. We had, um, we woke up and I've got little ones, Henry and Addie, and they're like, mom, my throat's sore. And the other one's like, oh, I feel sick. So, and then hubby's like, "Uh uh-oh, runny nose. So they all went off to get um, COVID tested. So, but I think they should be okay. But I'm like, oh. I'm lucky. Usually, I'm the first to go down, so I'm like, "Oh wow, the miracle touch
0: word, <laughs> <Touch wood>, yeah, <laughs> touch
1: wood. So you see.
0: So oh, yeah, I hope they're okay.
1: Yeah, they'll be fine. I yeah. think that's just, you know, I think Victoria. We've all done so well. Um,
0: yeah, we just we have really to keep have. going.
1: Yeah, so proud, so proud of our Melbourne and Victoria. And we just have to keep going forward, and you know, do the right thing. And we're almost out of it. I mean,
0: it's quite amazing. Ah. It really is amazing. We had friends over for dinner last night for the first time in such a long time, and it was just a great, great feeling. So nice. (laughs) It's
1: so good, isn't
0: it? Yeah. We we
1: went to the park and, oh, honestly, I don't think I've had this much gin for the whole year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Celebrate, celebrate. Everyone needs to celebrate.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure. So do you want to start off by sort of, yeah, telling me your story and how you got into your beautiful garden and making flowers and yeah that
1: sure. um well I, I suppose I've been completely obsessed with flowers you know since I can remember I remember yeah. being um in prep and I grew a carnation from a seed and um I still remember I have this beautiful memory of picking it and it, it came in a little pot grew in a little pot. And it was only like six centimetres high, but the perfume was incredible. And um, and so I can remember way back then that it all started and my great-grandmother's garden. I remember, you know, being really little and looking up into these delphiniums and looking up into this larkspur. And she had such a beautiful, dreamy garden. And um and in my grade six diary, I wrote, "When I grow up, I want to be a florist," Aww, <laughs> which was cute. So then, when year ten came around and um, everyone did work experience, I um, went to the local shopping centre and um, there was a florist there. And I said, "Oh, look, can I please help you on a Saturday?" And they said, "Great." So um, I was bucket girl and changed all the buckets. And that's in that was in when was that like? like 1990 it would have been when all the carnations were in. And oh, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So I was um back then, back again and I'd change all the water and um carry the flowers out from the fridge. And Yeah. Then, I think then the two weeks was up and they were sweet and they said, oh, would you like a Saturday? And I'm like, oh, Dad, can you please drive me? And he's like, sure, love. <laughs>
0: Aw. Yeah, <laughs>
1: which was really sweet. So Yeah. Um, it probably started there and then, um, I never, I never, I was never trained or anything. It was always just casual as well. I always did it on the weekends as an extra job.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because I said I never wanted to curse a flower. Um, and so I never, never made it my full time job because I always wanted to keep that love there. Um,
0: oh, that's a nice, yeah. That's a nice thing to do. Definitely. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I did that love and then I moved to another shopping centre and then um, I kind of had a break at one of the biggest, best, well, big florists in, in Melbourne um, and I was lucky and that was a real step up and foot in the door and then I was kind of on off there for some time and then the doors opened but it was always just casually um, on the weekends and if I could, always at the shop with people because I just love people. And, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. that's how the florist
0: side of it began. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And then you obviously are an amazing gardener. How did you sort of get into that? Was it um, just from learning from your grand- great-grandmother and family?
1: Yeah, I think it's, for me it was something that was probably passed down because, um, yeah, great-nan was a great gardener and then her son, um, my pa, he um, grew up in um, country Mathara, just in New South Wales, just up near Moama, past Moama. And he was the shire gardener there. And um, and then from there he gave it to Mama Bear and then Mama Bear gave it to us. Um, but I think it just comes out of this total mad obsession for flowers and, and just watching things grow. Um, and it's also a healing place. You know, I think it's a place to go. It's a beautiful metaphor for life. So, mm-hmm. um at night, I read my gardening book with my cup of tea, um, and I'm quite happy I'm very happy about that you know yeah
0: yeah, yeah, it sounds like a nice place to be um so before you before you got to your garden now, which I know is like absolutely stunning and it's open to kind of everyone where how did you get onto this? journey because um Mm. from your email you said you were a flight attendant. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Wow yeah. So where did that how did that (laughs) path happen? And then how did you sort of find your way back to flowers?
1: Yeah, good point. Um well I think I I never really left them. I I love travelling. I still do. I love travelling so much. And um and I thought oh I may as well get paid to do it. So then I thought I'll become a flight attendant. Um and prior to that, I worked uh, with the homeless people for about seven years at St yeah. Um So I've always worked in comms and with the volunteers. and So I've always had like an office job. And, um, and then I thought, oh, no, I need to travel. I need to maybe well get paid because I'd spend all my money overseas on holidays. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll just get paid to do it. Um, <laughs> so I went to Emirates in Melbourne and they had this oh this crazy recruiting day and there was like 1500 people and oh my goodness. I know and they all look like Barbie and oh my god I'm in the wrong clothes <laughs> I don't know how to look like this you know and then they were just taking CVs and they were falling off the table onto the floor and they were turning people away and I'm like oh no and then I thought okay come on quick think so so I went up to the lady and I said oh look um hi, I'm Trains. I've been shortlisted for Qantas, so I just was wondering what you could do for me. And then she had some, like, German accent. She was ah, okay then, Uh, come next week for the interview. I'm like, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But at least I got to go to the interview, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was good, put in the door. Um, Anyway, it was meant to be, I just got the job, so they took – they took a handful of us and then the next thing we know, um, we're in the in the sand pit in the middle in the middle of nowhere.
0: And mm. um
1: and yeah, so that opened up an entire world. Um and they used to call me Flower Girl because I would bring flowers back from all over the world. So oh, wow. I would have them in my trolley dolly bag. Um or I would sit them up in the fridge. They lived well in the fridge in first class. Um in the g- <laughs> at least they get to travel I would never travel first but um yeah they they wouldn't do well in the galley but they do well in the fridge so I'd always have my flowers in the fridge and um yeah. I just have beautiful memories of you know following flowers around the world and seeing the peonies in Switzerland in flower just in laneways and just growing wild and I'm like what are they doing growing wild and so I'd pull them off and sniff them and you know, the locals would look at me like I was stupid, but I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> goodness, you know, white peonies or lilacs in Munich just growing on nature strips. And I would just snap them off and, oh. And then the next day they're in my room in Dubai. It was quite incredible.
0: Yeah. How did you find living in Dubai? And is there many flowers?
1: Uh, it was hard. Love. Um, that's the one thing I missed. I really missed the life you know, the life of flowers. And um, Mm. um, they have a lot of frangipanis, so that was nice because we don't really get those in Melbourne. So I would often pick the frangipanis and put them by my bed. So that smell reminds me of Dubai. Um, Bougainvillea
0: um, and petunias. Bougainvillea, I have a (laughs) love-hate with both. <laughs> oh, I just remember like we had this big bush at the front of our place when mm. I was younger and my mom yeah. was attacking it and it attacked her back and <laughs> I remember it got a varicose vein or something, oh, no. and yeah it just oh, started no. spurting blood everywhere oh, anyway oh, no. <laughs> it's my memory of it and then we had one in Brunswick which yeah. um was just like ta- overtaking the house you know how if yes. you just let them they'll yes yes just kind of eat anything that's yeah, around they, them but,
1: they got yeah. big teeth I actually planted one um in my Northgate home I came home and I put two in and um just trained one so it would come up you'd look outside the kitchen and it was just a beautiful arch the soft pink one and that was really pretty
0: um oh, nice. but
1: yeah I love them they're kind of wild and they always remind me that you're somewhere tropical.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So,
1: um, yeah, so that was Dubai and um, I had lots of indoor pot plants because they did okay. Um, but that was hard, you know, there there was no trees. But the hardest part was um, there was nothing to mark the seasons um, and that's something I'm so grateful for in Melbourne where we live. You know, you've got spring and summer and winter and um And the the leaves turn colour here um, and it's just such a joy. And then we welcome spring and all the beautiful flowers. But, you know, there it was just hot, hot and extremely hot and one day blended into another. So I was just Mm -hmm. really, it was then that I really took, um, I really appreciated. I mean, I always have appreciated, but I came back with this deep appreciation for um, Melbourne and our beautiful weather. I love it. I love
0: Melbourne's weather. Love it. Yeah, it's great. I love it too. I think um, I love, like, this time of year when it's just getting really hot again, you know, like there's just always a certain feeling in the air. It's really Mm -hmm. nice. And then it gets Mm -hmm. to autumn and, Mm -hmm. yeah, seeing all those beautiful leaves. But you came back from Dubai and then how have you ended up in – your yeah. situation that you're in now with your um, garden. Well, I came back from
1: Dubai. I ended up um, marrying a passenger, which was really cute.
0: <laughs> I love <laughs> that. Yeah. I ended up marrying a guy that came into my cafe when I was in the hospital. Oh, so there you go. Well,
1: see, it happened <laughs> And um, mm. it was cute. Like, he was, there was a medical emergency. And anyway, he saved the day. And I said, look, will you marry me? And um, <laughs> kind of like that. Kind of. um, No, but yeah, and that was 14 years ago. And so then, wow, um, yeah, we, I kind of knew, you know, I'd met Ricky and, you know, I wanted to have a family and kids. So then um, I, you know, he just happened to live in Northgate and I was a Melbourne girl and, you know, we met on a flight to Vienna. So um, and so then I had three more months and I finished up flying and we came back to Northgate and um, and I was lost. I was completely lost. Um, having travelled the world like that and then just to be in one place and everyone mm. goes to bed at the same time and gets up at the same time and it was surreal because our reality was so distorted when we'd fly everywhere. Um, and so I I think I went back to what I knew and <laughs> I got out a bulb catalogue and um, and I always believe more is more and I think I ordered 4,000 Renunks um oh wow and this <laughs> tiny little garden in norfolk you know the gorgeous little single terraces we were just off the yeah. Mary creek and um and it was just beautiful and um and tulips and i um found a lamarck rose at um i think it was the trenton farmer's market mm. and i put it in the front and i just started like that and then i remember they came up in the next year and in well that year in September, and Oh wow, it's like magic. (laughs) I'm
0: like, this is
1: great. And people would stop and um kind of take two. Um
0: and I'm sure they did with (laughs) four thousand
1: (laughs) kilos. It was a bit crazy, like mama would always say, you know, where are you putting them, love? Are you putting them in the gutters? I'm like, that's the joke, you know, she's filling her gutters type thing. Mm -hmm. Um and then and then we had our beautiful Henry, our firstborn Henry. Um and Yeah, and then I think I had really bad depression with hen, so that was pretty Mm -hmm. tough. Um, But, and again, I think the way I dealt with that was I went into the garden and and grew things, um, and then uh, I we kept growing, putting more and more in the ground, and then I thought, oh, hang on, we need to move. (laughs) I've run out of land. Um, So we just kind of chose anywhere on the map kind of close to Ricky's work, and we ended up um, in Ivanhoe, so I had no idea really where Ivanhoe was. But, um, yeah, we ended up here and and the garden, we bought it for the garden because it had the bones.
0: It oh, had the bones. awesome. Yeah. 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 Some established trees or was it? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: So you'd walk through the home and I'm not really a housey person, so I didn't take too much notice of the home at all. And I just looked out the back windows and I'm like, Oh, wow. There's massive, two massive gum trees, like 30 feet high. Wow. And a gladysia sunburst. Beautiful. And it would drape down to the lawn. And then in the middle, she had this massive jungle of everything and anything. And I just thought, I'm not going to see the kids in there. (laughs) They were only little at the time, like two, and I was pregnant with Addy. My second, I'm like, I'm never going to see you find the kids in there. But it had the, um, you know, the big trees and it had... um, that it had it had the bones and the other thing it had was um a wisteria that's about fifty oh, years old
0: yeah lovely so
1: that just sold me because um that was just a joy so yeah and then yeah. so we were lucky and that we we got the house um and coming from northcote where i'm a northcote girl so you know it's great everyone talks to everyone and we're all kind of hippies and sharing worm farms and everything <laughs> which i really like and you know i've got my old valiant and i get around in the vel to oh
0: i love that yeah. i saw I've saying that it's actually it's awesome. cool isn't it it's cool yeah
1: um well it's actually ricky's my my, my man spent the same time on ebay i was trying to buy the same car just when i was dating him an ap6 push button auto Oh, cool. I know, but mine was mushroom pink. So when he picked me up on a date in that, I'm like, oh, get out. <laughs> get out of town. You're a keeper. You're
0: a keeper, mate. You're a- yeah, so. uh, my husband's the complete opposite. I wanted this like little um oh, it's like a little debts and blue, oh. debts and ute thing. And cool. um yeah, and he was like, that's a death trap. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> I think he was just jealous because he couldn't drive it, to be honest.
1: Don't worry, jazz. we'll go steal your one. We'll find you yeah, one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you one. <laughs> so, yeah, so we moved here and it was a lot more conservative and I couldn't work out why no one would kind of just, you know, say hello straight away. It's just a lot more quiet, the area. Um, and so I thought even more so I'll, I'll build a garden and that's a great way to bring people in. Um, and so I took everything out of the back garden and flattened it and saved a few things like I still have a smoke bush and a little weeping cherry. And I saved probably those, they're the only two things, mm-hmm. uh, and the rest I gave away. And then um, we had a lawn put in so I could see the kids. Um, and then I built up all around the outside and then just gradually over the last eight years or so, I would add and add and add and add and add, and add to the point where I don't know where anything is anymore. I time. love that. <laughs> terrible. I'm stepping on everyone to get over to anyone. And oh, anyway. Um, and something else that's also grown is my um, obsession with garden roses. I am just mm-hmm. in love
0: with garden roses. Yeah, I think they're one of my favourites. Yeah. And I love that in winter they just look like nothing, you know, yeah. sort of like little sticks in the ground yeah. and I just can't believe how much they come to life. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. And yeah. when I cut them back, I always talk, say, thanks, guys, you were great, you know, well done, what a season. You were totally amazing. And I always say good night and tell them to have a really good sleep. Um, And then the bulbs and that's the other magical thing so as you say they just kind of disappear and go nice and quiet and then I um I could fit a lot more bulbs in here so I really went to town and now I'm probably about up to 8,000 plus bulbs a year more it's a bit nuts but it just looks so beautiful because I think it's so unexpected because we're just in a suburban home you know and people don't expect it so you walk out the back and it looks like tesla's or kuchenhop kind of on a little mini scale Um, yeah but it was also beautiful because then um, people started coming into my garden and it was a great way to connect with people
0: yeah lovely yeah yeah so did you just was it something that you Wanted and now uh, you say you have sort of an open garden. So does that just mean that your neighbours can come in kind of whenever or? Um, yeah, the
1: neighbours and um, like the last four years, the um, my kids' kindergartens would come through. So we'd yeah, have really. lots of little kids and then the local primary school um, would all come through as well. And this year I was organising for the local nursing home, but unfortunately COVID mm. um, and we always have, like last year we had a few fundraisers and, um, and always spring drinks and autumn drinks and Christmas drinks. And,
0: yeah, nice. And it's a great
1: deck so it kind of just fills up with people and, and it's just beautiful. We can really enjoy a garden, you know, like an old-fashioned garden, which I, I think is a dying art and, and that, that's something I'd love to change.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So do you sell your flowers to anyone or do you just grow them just for yourself? Do um, you...
1: Yeah, well, I, I, um, this year is the first year I actually started selling them and it was kind of by accident. Um, someone just asked on Facebook, um, look, are you doing anything? And because it was COVID and I wasn't able to share my garden, um. Uh, I said, yeah, sure, I'll I'll put a bunch together um, and just made really cheap price. And then I put it on Facebook. I think she put it on Facebook. I think she put it on Facebook. And then Hmm. um, just Facebook inquiries, people started to inquire. um, And I moved my Instagram account. I've always had a private account. And I thought, no, I'll open up my garden so people can enjoy it. And I moved it to a public account um and yeah just started selling bouquets which was lovely really lovely because um you know I just go out and I literally pick the flowers and it's nice you know making my own creation you know nothing is perfect you know it just is what it is and the flowers speak for themselves and you know some of them have watermarks on them or I just put them all in and and Mm. the the flowers speak for themselves so yeah so I've, I've been selling bouquets and um yeah, the response has been um, overwhelming. Really, I was quite quite surprised and humbled. You know, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. What do you love the most about sharing your flowers with people?
1: Oh, it would have to be um just the joy, just the joy. You know, um the joy they give people, how they can make someone feel so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're always. My mum was always giving away flowers and. Um, and I love, we always have flowers out the front. You know, please come and take flowers. We have a little flower stand. We're often handing out flowers. And I try and teach my kids the same, to to share the love and the joy mm. that flowers can make you feel. And, you know, the love when you just fall in love with flowers.
0: And you could look at them forever. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and to be able to share that um, with people. And, you know, the other amazing thing is, having this the instagram community it's all new to me and it's so great meeting other people who are as mad about flowers as me
0: yeah it's the best
1: yeah i'm like oh my gosh i have friends wow (laughs) (laughs) i'm not like crazy by myself other people love roses as much as me wow
0: (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot of us out there yeah
1: it's so cool i'm like oh my god i've been hiding under a rock you know you know People have said, "How how long have you been doing this for?" And I'm like, "I don't know, about ten years." They're like, "Oh,
0: <laughs> so yeah. it's nice
1: to be able to share it and meet people who are like minded in our community." Yeah,
0: yeah. And how do you? Uh, I want to say farm, but how do you garden? Do you use any chemicals, or have you sort of decided to no. steer away from those? And yeah.
1: I, yeah, I I don't use chemicals. I'm I'm a bit of a hippie. Um, yeah i I don't I use um my like coffee grounds the leftover coffee for the snails and bike up soda for my aphids um mm. yeah i I don't um I just kind of think I don't know. I've just watched nature and nature has her own cycle um just like there's heaps of weeds you come to my garden and there's weeds, and I just think it all lives side by side mm. um and you know there's so many good bugs that you kill off if you use stuff. Um, And I've got lots of lady beetles in my garden and so many bees because beautiful George across the road, he has um, hives and he he makes honey. Um, And that's that's what we joke about. They eat all my flowers and they go and make honey for him.
0: Yeah, lovely. But,
1: no, I think it's really important, you know, I really love Mother Earth and I want to look after her and I just try and, yeah, just pull out, you know, if I see a weed I'll pull it out or I'll just say hello to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And is that sort of, have you, I don't know, over your course mm. of time and sort of floristry and then gardening, mm. have you seen sort of a change in the industry, do you think, towards the way that we're growing things? Or do you I, think we're still sort of getting there? And
1: look, I, I really hope, I think we've got a long way to go, but I really hope we can start supporting our local industry, you know, I just think it's so important. Like when I lived in Dubai, they were building the world's largest flower hangar and I would see them, you know, and then it was finished. And, and when I used to fly to Entebbe, Nairobi, you know, we would fly back so many roses and you just kind of think, wow. And then those roses would go out all over the world, this massive hangar just full of flowers Wow. Um, yeah, it was quite extraordinary. Um, but I just think our planet's so precious and just keep it local and look after our local growers, you know, and, mm. and also the quality of what we can get. And, you know, it's seasonal, it's what's in now, and just to educate our buyers um, of, of what is good for the environment and, and just the importance about looking after our local industry and hopefully, you know, point it in the right direction. It's really important, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely. I think yeah. it's really important. And I don't know, there's something special when you pick up a bunch of flowers from the farmer or even when you go to the wholesaler and you know where the flowers have come from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it just makes a difference. Well, to me personally, it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I feel a bit more connected to what I'm making then. Yeah, yeah, I
1: agree. It's like making your own coffee over the stove, you know. It's also the theatre of it as well. You know, you mm. can talk to the growers about what was it like growing their flowers and, and they put a lot of love into them. You know, I've seen them at yeah. the Dandenong Rangers, and across, you know, central Victoria and, um, you know, they work so hard, so hard. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important we get behind them and we have all our own resources that we could just draw on.
0: Yeah, completely. Yeah. So what has sort of been your biggest achievement, do you think, through your garden and sharing and, you know, like what yeah. do you feel? Um, I think we'd have to go back
1: to the joy, just the joy that it's brought others yeah. and, um, and just bringing that community together Yeah, out the front We've made a little fairy garden
0: outside the front. I saw that. Oh, my goodness. My daughter, when I bring her, she is going to die. She loves fairies so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the best. It's
1: beautiful. And then the community stop and all the little ones play with it. And um, we had a year in London a few years ago where we just kind of travelled Europe for a year and lived in London. Then we would take off every second week to another country. And um, my daughter and I, we would fairy bomb. So we'd go and buy flowers from the place, set up the fairies, buy little fairies and leave it and go, oh, which awesome. was really cute. So we kind of fairy bombed Iceland and crazy places rock oh, Morocco. <laughs> this. I love this. Portugal <laughs> and, you know, the Austrian Alps and the top of the Jungfrau, whatever, like everywhere, um,
0: yeah.
1: which is really cute. And then in London where we lived in Bellum, it was fabulous, the best street. Um and again, we made a fairy garden right out the side of at the front of our home, um, and planted some tulips and some flowers, and we looked after it, and it was just a joy. And still, four years on today, the community is looking after that garden.
0: You know, oh, so. great! Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, across the road from our house at the moment in Hillsville, there's somebody has put a little door in the tree and little fairy lights oh. and we like we go over and look after it but Harriet oh. just loves it oh yeah we're oh. constantly having to do fairy hunts at night oh <laughs> so, that's boy. and I have to I have to pretend that a moth or something is a fairy <laughs> <gasps> did you see that oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I think we need a gym fairy garden for us, Jill. Yeah. I know, <laughs> Wouldn't that right. be nice? Oh, I mean, yeah. there's a bottle of Hendrix.
0: Look at that. Dude, oh, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything that I don't know, you want to pass on to people about um, flowers and about farming flowers? Mm. Uh, is there any knowledge that you've got to share?
1: I think um from my experience just to plant what you love. Um, I've noticed, you know, I've planted natives and a bit of everything, but I always tend to love a little bit more what I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, so to just really put in, you know, if you love the smell of Daphne, don't put in one, put in two in case she turns her legs up. You know, um, I often do things more than one just in case they don't work out. So at least another one will. Um, yeah. And just to plant what you love. Um, and to keep trying like last year all my tulips they got that portritus that tulip fire
0: oh yeah
1: yeah and that was also that was just disheartening um um but you know I dug out the soil and started again and this year they were fine you know so I think of a, a lot of it trial and error um mm-hmm. and and yeah plant what you love and things that you know you can give away that Bring joy to others as well, like my roses. I've got 120 roses now. I think. Like, oh my goodness! I How big know. is your place? That's
0: not big.
1: <laughs> it's just not big. This That's is something awful. to
0: really aspire to, oh. though. I think for people, you know, on. Uh, not a huge amount of land, like yeah. what you can do is incredible. Yeah,
1: well that that's yeah. it. You know, they're all kind of um. A lot of them are in the front, so it's just six hundred. It's six hundred and ninety square meters plus your, yeah. the house, it's, which is more at the front, which we're lucky. So there's more of a back garden, um. Mm. So and there's a lawn, but last year I, um, poor hubby's losing his lawn. I dug another thing <laughs> and had another flower bed put in there. And he doesn't know this yet, but um, I've got dahlias on the way because I really want to, um, you know, go for dahlias this year. I haven't grown yeah. them before, so um, I'm about to dig up more lawn.
0: <laughs> 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 so he doesn't know that. Blanket. Does he just come home from work and yeah. half the lawns just, just chunks are disappearing? <laughs> he just
1: kind of rolls his eyes, and then you know, if I ask him for help, I've been you know listening to, um, you know, other growers and everything. And I listened to them and I get, I've got farmer envy how their partners are, you know, oh, yes, and he's good at this and good at that. And I go, oh, my gosh, how come I don't have a farmer husband? <laughs> 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 so on the weekend I said, Ricky, please, can you um... – I'd hurt my back, so I just asked him to dig over this small bed of tulips. And I said, oh, you do is dig it over, pull out the tulips and put them in a pile. And then I come back, I don't know, about forty minutes later, half of the beds done and tools tilt down, tilts down. And I'm like, Babe, where are you? Where are you? And he's like, I just need a rest. I'm oh my gosh. <laughs> I just need a rest. Oh my goodness. There were three beds. Nope. That was like a week and a half ago. Now it's got one. It's Sorry. Hire an IT man, hire a hubby, hire a farmer. <laughs>
0: yeah, hire <higher> a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my gorgeous husband is very good at so many things, but mm. um, gardening is probably not one of them. Yeah. The patch that I <laughs> wanted to get built is now, <laughs> Oh, I think it's been about four months and Ew. we're still waiting on the edging to be done so I hear, you. You know, I hear you. It's, yeah it's fine that's, I hear you hun. that's why yeah. we've
1: just got to do it that's why I just start digging up lawn when he's not home or
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so is um what's your biggest I don't know what's your biggest drive to kind of keep on doing this mm. uh, is it for your children do you want to pass something on you know is it just because you love sharing what you do the joy yeah, I would love the
1: um the magic of sharing I love the old fashioned gardens like the daphne and the um you know the mock orange and and the bulbs and and lilacs um larkspur i I love the old fashioned flowers um I did a bit of a good garden design there for a while and um you know, and, and the new fashion, people want low maintenance and I understand the whole drought tolerant thing. I, I get that because we, it is so hot in Melbourne now. Mm. But people didn't want any of these um, plants that a lot of them thought require a lot of work, you know. Um, but And so I'd love to try and bring back that whole gar- gardening movement. Um, and then when people catch it, it's just they're so happy. And I've got two of my really close friends have just discovered Discover the joy of gardening and they're obsessed with me now um Mm. you know and it's great we we pour our gin and pull out our rose catalogs
0: oh lovely yeah (laughs) and we're like
1: oh we've got her you've got her and then we head off to plant mark on the weekends and break our visa cards but um, (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully to share the love of gardening um and then also in terms of the floristry side is to um you know, just to, to bring back the joy of the old-fashioned flowers. So when people will get one of my bouquets, it will just be full of, you know, like granny's flowers. Um And, yeah, and they've come from – they've grown out of love and, you know, through love and with love,
0: and, and, yeah. and that's
1: what people will get.
0: Yeah, awesome. So mm-hmm. if you had to – probably heard this question if you have listened to the podcast – if you had to leave – your house quickly. What three plants or three seeds would you take with you? <laughs> and this is going to be so hard because you have so many.
1: Yeah. Um, I would take my pa's wheelbarrow. So um, he, yeah, I would definitely take his wheelbarrow, which always has um like lobelia and little seedlings growing through it, things yeah. from seed, and um, it's got love in the mist in there at the moment. So, um. Cosmos seeds, so definitely pars wheelbarrow and whatever's in it at the time. Um, The wisteria, because it's just majestic when it's in flower. Yeah. Just this carpet of purple and then... It all falls down and then it it's just all over the ground and I can't sweep no. it up forever. Like it's still there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and It will probably still be there in and January. It's but... been like how did, oh, did you say it was, like 40 years or something? Yeah, yeah. about
1: 40 years. Yeah. So. You know, we're meant to be renovating, but I, I don't. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know. And we had plants drawn up literally around the wisteria. I'm like, nope, don't need to renovate. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm never inside anyway. And the house always looks like it's been robbed. So, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's <laughs> out the back. Um, and then probably the Lamarck, I've got the most beautiful rambler. It's a white Lamarck rose. and um And I planted it um in Northcote and it came out for my son's birthday
0: and mm-hmm. every year
1: it comes out um October eighteenth without fail for Henry's wow. birthday. So we call it a Henry's Rose. And then my daughter Adelaide Rose, she's she claimed Jude the Obscure for herself. So oh, lovely. Rename that Addie's Rose. So I'll yeah. probably take those two roses with me
0: as well. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. And do you have a favourite flower?
1: <laughs>
0: oh. Oh, oh, so ow. hard. It kind of like changes with the seasons, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> it's so true. Depends. Yeah. On the um,
1: but I no, would have to say the garden rose for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the garden rose and forget me nots because I think the name is adorable. Mm. Oh and sweet pea and no and um but probably yeah, definitely the garden rose. Um just the way they oh so much about them, you know, the the amount of petals on them and how they open and their colours and so many names, you know. My dream would be if I could, oh to have a rose named after me. I'm like, who do I have to kill to get that done? You know? <laughs> I have to find the cure to COVID or something.
0: Like I, <laughs> yeah, quite, yeah. So like, oh my god. Well, you've got a doctor in the you've got a doctor in the house. You can I know. I
1: need to get him onto it. If you can't dig, I'll have to get him to cure that. Get to name the rose, and I yeah. die happy. <laughs>
0: do you with your roses it's just a quick gardening Mm -hmm. question do you pull do you let them flower the first year or do you not I do yeah I actually do so
1: um this year I bought a few bare rooted um and I I always like to get them a little bit older like you know that have maybe been in pots for a year um but I do let them flower Mm -hmm. um and they need a good 10 liters of water a, a week when they're new and okay. establishing. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. So they need a lot of water. But then, you know, after two or three years, wow, they are good to go. Okay. They're good to go. And I remember being in a florist so long ago, and the lady bought in all these beautiful Pierre de Ronsard roses. And she said, I grow them, and there were that many. And I said, well, what, what do you feed them? And she said to me, the answer is the seesaw and the power feed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've never forgotten. So occasionally I'll say to the rose, do you want your seesaw and your power feed?
0: <laughs>
1: I've never forgotten that lady. Um, and I actually have a Pierre de Ronsard now that, um, yeah, blushing bride. And she's beautiful. She's a monster. She's yeah, massive. Yeah. And, I try and get the sea soul into them.
0: Yeah, great. And who inspires you the most, I guess, in the gardening world or forestry, whatever?
1: Um, gardening world, good question. Um, I would have to say the National Trust Gardens in the United Kingdom and through Scotland. Mm. Um, I'm in love with them. When we went there, I would go to their gardens every week Um sit there with my scones and jam and just daydream and fall in love.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think their gardens, I've got all their books. Their gardens are truly magnificent. Um, yeah, so the National Trust. And also I love the Kew Gardens in, in um, London yeah. and our botanical gardens, any botanical gardens. I just love to walk through or I Google them or I follow them.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then florists. I, I love Marnie from Poppy's Getting Married. I think she's amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I just love how she'll throw a native in with, you know, a peony and everything. She looks at her flowers and they just work.
0: You know? Yeah. Um, she's a gorgeous and, person too. <laughs> oh, she is. She grows the most
1: beautiful dahlias yeah. and everything's made with love. And, um, yeah. you know, we've got some great, Amazing florists in Melbourne who are world
0: class, I think. Mm. Yeah, Definitely very lucky. Class.
1: Very lucky. So, you know, Emily Northside, she's incredible. Again, she looks at flowers and they fall in place. So, you know, these are the people I would look up to and think, wow, amazing, amazing.
0: Yeah. And is there anything I haven't asked you that you wanted to, I don't know, share or talk about or yeah. get out there? Um,
1: Oh, it's just it, I suppose I'm just in love with this whole um, community and the, the new the movement in Melbourne um, that is leaning towards, um, you know, grow your own, pick your own or supporting local growers. Um, I'm really excited about, you know, Oktoberfest just finished. Oh,
0: that was October so Cloud. fantastic. Was so and good. Brilliant. Yeah.
1: Such a, so brilliant and such an important cause and it just brought so many people together
0: Mm.
1: and i just thought how exciting and how alive the industry is here in melbourne yeah and we have so much to offer on a bigger scale if we wanted to you know we have so much to offer and i definitely think our florists are out there leading leading i really do the work that they produce Mm. um and our growers our our flowers are beautiful quality you know we're very very
0: lucky yeah yeah Huge thank you to Petrina for being part of Dish the Dirt. It was wonderful to speak to you. If you would like to get in touch with Patrina, you can do so via her Instagram at Petrina Blooms. Like I said, I've got a couple more episodes to finish off this season and then we're into season three. There is a lot of exciting people coming up on season three, but if you would also like to be part of it, no farm is too big or too small. Let's keep this conversation going. There will also be a few more florists. So if you're a florist out there and you'd love to have a chat, get in touch with me too. Um, Or anyone in the gardening world. It's totally okay. Let's just include everyone. So you can email me at dishthedirtpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave a review at Apple Podcasts, which would be wonderful. Um, Or please write to me. If you would like me to ask any questions that I haven't been asking or if you would like to know anything specific, please email in to me. It's been a wonderful week. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. Get out there, do your thing and be blooming fabulous.